Hey everyone, welcome to the Key Seekers Podcast. I'm your host, Ramnik. I'm your co-host, Chad. We want to welcome you to the podcast. We are really excited about this project. Key Seekers International Group is a boutique real estate group brokered by HomeSmart, tailored and dedicated to service. And one thing we wanted to do is create a platform dedicated to highlighting and showcasing the integrity, inspiration, and potential of the people and businesses within our communities. Not only that, we also wanted to curate personal conversations and establish meaningful relationships that could add value to anyone listening that's seeking growth in their own pursuits to help accomplish their own goals. So welcome. And thanks for listening. (laughs) All right, so... I'm going to try this new sanitizer while I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Smells like tequila. Does it? Yeah, it does. Am I going to get drunk? Oh, it does. <laughs> does it taste like tequila? That's the real question. <laughs> I have not tried. Oh. All right. Cool. I think we're... Yeah, that does smell like tequila. Oh, man, I feel like I'm getting high. I'm supposed to the smell that. <clears throat> All right. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Mike. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, got you on our in. podcast. So basically our podcast is just to highlight people that we come across in our area of business, you know, mm-hmm. in our community and uh, people that either we've worked with in the past or just someone that we feel like they're they're doing something cool. Cool. And we just bring them on here and uh, chat with you about your business, what you're up to, what, what you're looking forward to, you know, everything about what you're doing. Okay. So if you could uh, introduce yourself to our audience. Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Bocus. Uh, I am 39 years old, uh, born and raised in Arizona, uh, and I am a Medicare slash health insurance uh, agent. All right, fantastic. So, who's your? So, tell us a little bit about what, how you got into the insurance business. Well, it was kind of funny um, how I got into it. I was working at a job that I'd been at uh, for many, many years, probably 12, 13 years, and was looking for a career change, was getting really burned out with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just happened to go to a job fair one day and ended up talking to a guy there that was uh, looking for insurance agents. And I really had no inkling or uh, motivation or desire to get into the insurance business at the time. But I had a good conversa- conversation with him, and he sold me on what he was talking about. But I just wasn't really I wasn't really sure about it because it's uh, it was like a straight commission job, which I was currently working at a job that was straight commission as well. But it was the type of job where, to me, the commission came easy. Mm. I was selling all the time. I was very successful. It was like one of their number one sales reps. And I was going to be I felt like I was going to be moving into a space where maybe the sales weren't going to be as prevalent mm. and uh, it was going to be harder to get. So I wasn't really sure about it. I wanted something, you know, with like a guaranteed salary. So I I ended up thinking about it. I ended up going to work for FedEx uh, instead. But I did tell the guy, I said, you know, if this job opportunity at FedEx doesn't work out, then I will be calling you. And I don't know if you believe me or not, but he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I went to FedEx and um, that job turned out to be a nightmare for me and uh, (laughs) hated every minute of it and only worked there for about four or five months. And I decided to quit. And, um, so I called him, um, like I said, I would, and, uh, he worked for an insurance agency and it was straight commission and, but it gave me the opportunity to get in there, um, get into a situation where I can learn, get licensed, um, and kind of just get my feet wet, work with other agents and kind of learn the business a little bit. So that's what I did. Um, I soon found out a few months later that, um, he was kind of in, in the business more for himself and not for the client per se. Mm. Mm. And he was kind of a shyster. And, um, 
I did not want to work for an individual like that. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I've always grown up believing that the customer is your number one priority. And if you take care of the customer, your, your money will be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I always do, uh, you know, customer service is my number one focus when I'm helping people. And that's how I'd always been with all my prior jobs. And this guy was wanting me to lie to people, wanting me to steal from people, wanting me to sell them things that they probably didn't need or wasn't the right fit. Wow. And so I didn't like that. Um, so I wanted to find another agency. Um, he did teach me some of the basics. I, I got licensed. I learned um, the ins and outs of the of the business. Um, but I just didn't like the sales tactics that he was using. Um, mm, sure. He was very high pressure. Like to um, you know, a lot of our clients were older people, right? And he used to like to sell by intimidation. Mm. He was a really big guy. He was really mean looking, and he would like to really kind of scare the hell out of old people to try to get them to buy stuff. Jeez. Wow! And really wasn't my. Uh, my forte. So I ended up, uh, you know, looking around, I found another agency, I went to work for them. And, um, you know, again, started to progress, started to learn more. Um, everything was going great. They were a much better uh, outfit as far as integrity went and, you know, sales tactics and things like that. And I started doing that and I really enjoyed it. Um, but then they got they uh, kind of came to a point where they were wanting to um, be have me be a captive agent where I can only sell the few products that they were offering. They didn't offer that much, um, but they had a few products and they wanted me to sell those exclusively and not sell anything else. Hmm. And they also weren't doing Medicare. And hmm. the first agency I was at, that was a Medicare agency. So I'd already been doing Medicare and I was kind of doing Medicare independently, sure. um, you know, by myself. And then this other agency, they were just doing health insurance for under 65. And so they didn't want to, uh, they wanted me exclusive with them. They wanted either me to stop doing Medicare or transfer my Medicare business to them where they would take a cut of that business. And that didn't seem like something I wanted to do um, because I'd already built the business on my own and I yeah. wanted to keep well, my own book of business. Why I would just, you give your own book of business? Yeah, I'd just hand it over to them for no reason yeah. and then be a captive agent. Well, this is the kind of business where it's not a one-size-fits-all product, you know, mm -hmm. industry. So um, they, have, they had some great products, but... Um, there were situations and times where those products didn't work for certain individuals. So I um, didn't want to be captive, didn't want to hand anything over to them. So at that point, I decided, you know what, maybe I'd be better off just uh, going independent. So and not necessarily working for an agency. Uh -huh. um, working for the agency was nice to kind of get my feet wet, kind of get the training, learn the, the ins and outs of the business, um, and to have that nice foundation when I was first starting off. But um, I had gotten to the point in my business where I had, had a good enough size book of business with enough clients where I felt like I, and I knew a bunch of agents uh, that I had become friends with um, personally that I could uh, get help from if I needed it. Sure. So I decided to go independent and that was, um, you know, more, a little more than two years ago now. Um, and it's, that was the best thing I ever did in this business because now I'm direct with the carriers. I can, I'm not a one trick pony. I can sell anything to anybody, whatever that suits them the best. Um, I have my, my Medicare business. I have my under 65 business. I also dabble uh, with life insurance. I do some of that. Um, I've also started doing uh, group employer insurance now so I can help small businesses. Mm. Uh, I, I got into that about uh, eight months ago doing mm. that. And uh, so, yeah, so it's been going uh, really well. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. What's, what's, uh, what part of the, or what aspect of insurance do you kind of gravitate towards out of all of the different types of products you kind of have in your wheelhouse? Well, I, I, I pretty much, I mean, my bread and butter is Medicare for sure. Um, that is, um, you know, goes without saying it's, it's probably the best insurance that, that, 
and employer insurance is, is probably the best insurance. But, um, you know, the individual market is tough, um, you know, with, with all the changes that came about during the Affordable Care Act when that came in. Mm-hmm. All the major players kind of pulled out of the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there is uh, limited choices when it comes to an individual who is under 65 and they don't have – a, uh, they don't qualify for a group plan either through their employer or if they don't have a small business right. and they're just looking for an individual and family plan. plan. Mm-hmm. So there are some good products out there. Um, I do have some good plans, but the choices are limited. Right. So um, with that being said, I, I, I've been focusing more on my Medicare, but um, I really can help any anybody in any situation. So, um, you know, I, I, I sell, uh, I offer dental plans, uh, vision plans, supplemental plans, accident plans, critical illness, uh, cancer and stroke po- uh, policies, uh, things like that. So there are some things to kind of put packages together for people uh, to help them. But but yeah, but I have been uh, really focused on uh, Medicare. Um, so, so Medicare, you mean like Medicare Advantage? Yeah. Yeah, Medicare right? Advantage, with Medicare Supplement, supplement prescription okay. drug plans. Yeah, I do all of it. Um, you know, Medicare Advantage is the more popular one these days, um, being the fact that those are usually zero premiums. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people like their Medicare supplements, too, that they know they have the peace of mind. They can go anywhere, have that flexibility, mm-hmm. that freedom to go anywhere they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but I've been kind of, you know, that's kind of been my uh, my focus. Um, it's very confusing for people. A lot of people don't understand it. So, I, you know, I value um, – you know, I try to pride myself on being able to go to the person's house and explain how all this works and make sure they have a great understanding of how Medicare works. Right. So they're not kind of like left in the cold. Right. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of really what I've been, I've been focusing on, but I still have that individual clientele base that, you know, for the under 65. So I can help them as well. What's especially nice is since you have so many contacts with all these different, uh, agencies yes pretty much know which ones are the good oh yeah insurance for sure yeah and which ones aren't i'm contracted with all the major carriers so i can i can do uh, any particular carrier that's out there um you know there's a lot of carriers um there's like a lot of smaller carriers that i may not be contracted with but when it comes to medicare you really don't want a smaller carrier anyway mm-hmm. because um they could potentially leave the market and then if they leave the market then the person's left without a plan basically mm-hmm. and then they have they have to they're kind of forced to re-enroll with somebody else right so, so yeah so I, I typically I have I have all the the major names uh, you know the Aetnas, the Humanas, the Blue Cross United Health the bigger names yeah all blue, you know all, all of them yeah, yeah all the bigger names I do have uh, access to um, and so and, and I and I said so I worked I have uh, a lot of resources to help with people too that need different things and yeah. whatnot so that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's like, so could you ever picture yourself like 10 years ago ever being in this situation right now? No way. No. I, no. I, I had, like I said, up until about four and a half years ago when I got into this business, um, I had never had any desire to do this. Um, I, I had dabbled with like car insurance there for a while, PNC, maybe sure. looking into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never really thought that this would be, um, I was actually going to school to be an astrophysicist. That's what I got a degree in. Okay. Um, oh, wow. I have That's a, pretty awesome. I have a degree in physics and, um, but in order for me to pursue that dream, um, I have to go. Th- I have to continue at school and get much higher degrees than I currently have. Well, I should hook and, you up with my best friend Brandon. <laughs> he has his doctorate. Yeah, and he works on stuff for uh, what is it NRL up in uh, Washington D.C. right now. Oh, really? Private contracts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean that's been my passion. I'm, I'm sure you could talk to him quite a bit. Really, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could. I, I really, I've always been kind of a science guy. Um, space, you know, um, I, I love that stuff. But 
that was kind of a, a dream of mine. But you know, with the amount of you know school these days, I mean, it's just it's so expensive. The classes mm-hmm. they offer, the classes that I need to take to get that doctorate or that PhD, they don't have online options for those. They're yeah. all in class, and they're all during the week during banker you know bankers hours basically. Mm-hmm. You're nine to five, and I'd have to drive to you know, ASU or NAU or U of A every day, three, four days a week. And it just, um, with the family and stuff, it's just not practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found that, you know, in the insurance business, I can make a pretty nice, you know, living for myself. So I, sure. I decided just to kind of put that on the back burner. I did, I did finish up the school that I was at, got my, I got a couple degrees from them. Um, and then, uh, just decided to put that on the back burner and see where this takes me. Sure. Well, tell so. us about your family since you just mentioned them. Okay. Uh, so I have a wife, uh, Stacy, she's been my wife for, let's see, going on, well, it'll be 16 years in, in September. Uh, and we have two kids, uh, Brianna and Tamron and they're my, my oldest Brianna is uh, going to be 14 in October and my youngest is going to be 12 in November. And uh, it's funny because me and my wife and my youngest all have, we're all November birthdays. Oh, so, man. And then my what, other what days? Co- I'm in November too. Okay, so mine's the 17th, my daughter's is the 6th, and my wife's is the 26th. 26th. I'm day 11th. So Day 11? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. my sister-in-law is November 11th. Really? Yes. <laughs> Veterans Day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, uh, and then my other daughter's in October, so we kind of got everything in that room. Uh, in that little that pocket right there. Yeah, yeah. And, my, and my anniversary's in September, so I got the anniversary, then my daughter's birthday, right. and my other daughter's birthday. So you just birthday. hit all the holidays. Yeah, and then I got Christmas, right? So yeah. it's... uh just put it's, it all in one package, it, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that part of the year is, is kind of stressful, because you have to get all that stuff done, but then in January, then I'm kind of free sailing for a while. Yeah. Plus, that's also during the time of open open enrollment for my business oh yeah uh, the busiest time of the year for me is for from insur- october 15th through yeah. december yeah. so it, get, it gets uh, it gets crazy yeah to say <laughs> the least. So, and every year it's getting crazier because I, i'm getting more um more business um you know i i'm very uh very old fashioned uh very old school uh you got me here on a podcast and up until about i don't know three months ago i didn't even know what a podcast was to be honest with you um <laughs> I don't do a lot. I don't do anything with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing? I, nothing. Not a thing. Wow. Um, I'll tell you what. You know the extent of my social media is I had a MySpace back in the day <laughs> nice. that, I, that I never went on, that by the classic. way. Old school. Old, very old school. Yeah. Um, can, as far as I know, it's your top six? been deactivated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't have, yeah, it's just that. Um, I am on an app called uh, Nextdoor uh, in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's really considered a social media platform. Oh, but that's, We'll give you that. We'll, we'll give you that. Okay, that yeah. counts, right? Yeah. And you have an email address. Uh, I, I yeah. do have an email. All right. Um, I do have text messaging. I do have a smartphone, all that stuff. Sweet. Um, I just don't do, I just, I'm just not a big, I'm not a huge technology guy. Uh, um, up until about six months well, ago. Like, you're not a technology guy or you just prefer not to mess with it? I, I, I use, because you I, sound like, I mean. I, I can do it. Yeah. Um, like I, know, I know how to do, I'm, I'm, tech, I'm, technolog- I'm technologically savvy. Right. Um, but it's just like, I'm more of the kind of person that I'd rather go outside and play a sport or yeah. do something like sure. outdoorsy than sit on my computer. Right. Um, computers and stuff are the kind of thing that I like to do when I have to do it or when when I work on sure. it. You know, up until six months ago, I was still doing paper applications for all these these things. And now, um, you know, it is more convenient online. I do have to say that doing the <laughs> online apps, you can't screw them up. Um, they get there faster. They get processed faster. So I do appreciate, uh, you know, the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just... Um, I was pretty much raised by my grandparents, and they were very old school. Mm. And so um, I kind of learned those values and traditions from them. Yeah. And so I just don't, uh, I just don't do a lot. You know, I'm not into the whole. 
I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing right. uh, all I'm those not things. on YouTube. Or I mean, Facebook. I'll watch YouTube videos, but yeah. I don't have my YouTube channel. Right. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on. Honestly, I just, I, I don't think I could find the time to uh-huh. do it. I don't know how some people, I, I, give them credit, I guess maybe they find more time in the day than I have, but how they can sit there and post on these things a hundred times a day. Like, where do you find the time to do this? And, right. And most of the stuff that I have seen through other people's channels, the stuff they post, it's like, who cares? Like, right. I just, I don't care what you had for breakfast. I don't care what color your shorts are today. I mean, I just don't, it doesn't matter to me. I just don't see, and then don't even get me started with the celebrities and their Twitter and all this other stuff. Like, <laughs> right. like does anybody really care? I mean, you know, do you guys know why Kim Kardashian is a thing? Yeah. It's because everyone makes her a thing. Right. You know, they give yeah. her value. Right. If people would just say, you I know what, nobody I cares about the you. the main reason she became a thing, actually, I, yeah, she was friends with Paris Hilton, and she right. was big. And then and what Kim was, Kardashian, what did she ever do? Kim Kardashian had a sex tape come out, and that's how she became a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me and, wrong, she's and beautiful, her, but... And her dad uh, was O.J. Simpson's uh, right. lawyer. Right, right, <laughs> okay. So other than the fact that she's pretty, like, what has she ever really done? What did Paris Hilton ever do? I mean, her parents were the ones that started those hotel chains. She's just yeah. the the fortunate the person that gets yeah. the hand of that business. So with people, you know... A lot of these people, they just, they don't do anything that, you know, and of course these people are going to, you know, they have more money than I'm ever going to see or even fathom in my lifetime, mm-hmm. but they're, I can guarantee you, they probably haven't worked even 1% as hard as I will in my life, you know, mm-hmm. because they just get things because people give them value. People give them relevance. People give Twitter and what people say and all these things, they give them relevance. And right. it's just, to me, it's just like, why? It's like, this isn't reality. This is like fantasy land in my right. opinion. Right. Um, so I just, uh, I know me and Chad had a conversation about social media a while back. And if I remember correctly, at least at the time, you said you weren't a big fan of it either. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm sure Monty knows from me posting. It's uh-huh. very cumbersome. Right. For me to, yeah. get, to get to that point. Right. Okay. Um, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I, get I, more into it. I, good uh, luck. But yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I know I, I'm in the I, minority. We're I, in the minority when we talk about this. I, I think my main thing for that is that I'm, I, I like my personal life to be personal. Right, exactly. Why do you want to share all that with all these people that you don't even know? It, yeah. And, that, you know, my, my dad, who's who's really into Facebook, and I just I don't understand Oh, my why. dad's starting into Facebook, too. Oh, he's a six, he's going to be 60 next month, and he's he comes over to my house to see the kids, and all he does is spend uh, time on Facebook while he's there. <laughs> and he prides himself on, oh, I got 2,000 friends. And I'm like, Dad, um, they're not really your friends. They're just people that have <laughs> liked your page or accepted you. I said, do you really talk to these people? Do you really hang out with them? Do you go to lunch with them? Do you go to their That's house? why he's on his phone all the time. He's right. constantly messaging them. And he, tell, he tells me, oh, yeah, oh, they're friends. I, I talk to every one of them. I'm like, Dad, you're full of shit. <laughs> There's no way you talk to all these people. Um, and that's what people are. They're like, oh, I got so many friends on Facebook. Well, I got zero friends on Facebook. And, you know, if you look at my phone, I got like 900 contacts. Um, that doesn't mean I have 900 friends. That just means at some point in time, I needed you in my phone and you're in there. And if I went through there, I could probably wipe out 500 of them easily. Right. But um, well, it's just I haven't spent the time. Well, we're going to need your cell phone and maybe a website to give people if they want right. to oh, reach absolutely. out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, email address. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cor- I can always give you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, do you want me to give you that right now or? Oh yeah, and we'll you put can, it. You and, can say it, if and you it'll want. actually also be in our notes. Okay. So, like when someone listens to this episode, okay. they can also see your stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, my my phone number <laughs> is six two three 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 two seven one zero six. That's my cell. My website is just mikebocus at gmail dot or that's my email address, mikebocus at gmail dot com, and that's uh, m i k e 
B-O-U-C-O-S at gmail.com. That's B as in boy, not D as in David. And uh, my website, I did have a website a while back, um, which nobody ever went to, and I got tired <laughs> of paying for it, so I got rid of it. Um, but I did just now purchase another website, um, and I'm in the process of getting that put together. It's not finalized yet, but it's uh, it's going to be called uh, mbmedicare.com. So it's basically my initials, MB. Uh, Medicare.com. Pretty simple. Uh, yeah, that's, cool. that's nice and clean. Yeah, like and it, it. I'm going to try to design it where it's, it's not just about Medicare, but that's kind of the website that I did. And um, I got the domain uh, through GoDaddy. That was a new experience for me, too. So I got that going, and I got a two-year uh, subscription for that. So I'm going to try that website out for a couple years, see how it works. Um, but like I said, I'm just not I'm just not really a website kind of guy. I'm more like an in-person. Um, I don't like doing things over the phone, per se. I mean, I will if, if that's what the customer wants, but I'm more... Um, I would be more than happy to come out to their house and meet them face to face because uh, a face to face interaction is going to last is going to build a longer lasting relationship in my opinion. Totally, I, I still yeah, feel oh, like absolutely. That works even in twenty twenty. Yeah, um, the customers that are, that have been that are loyal to me that have been uh, you know I've been able to retain are been the ones that I've met in person and the ones that I do over the phone um, that don't know who I am that don't have a face to the name th- those are the ones that tend not to stick around. There's not as mm-hmm. much loyalty there, right? Um, and I'm very loyal to all my clients and I'm. Even to this day, um, you know, phone rings all the time. People call me. They have questions. These are people that I wrote a long time ago. Right. Already been paid for them. But you know what? I still take care of them. I'm still going to give them, um, you know, the time of day. I'm going to answer my phone. If I don't answer my phone, um, you leave me a voicemail. You shoot me a text. I get back to everybody the same day. Um, I'm up late. I talk to people late at night. Uh, I was helping a guy yesterday on a Sunday. I help someone else on Saturday. So I can work weekends. I, I, I can work evenings. I try to be uh, as readily available to my people as I can. Uh, but with that being said, I am only one person. Um, you know, I have other agents that I know and, and partner with and things like that, but eventually looking to uh, get some people underneath me mm-hmm. and uh, maybe okay. even hire like a receptionist at some point just to answer phones and return emails and things like that. Yeah. Because I'm more of a, I like to be out in the field. I like to go into businesses. I like to introduce myself, say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I was doing a lot of marketing, a lot of networking. Like I said, I, I built my business business without social media, without uh, paying for a lot of advertising, without paying for, what do they call those, those SEO yep. sites. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I never did any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just did everything the old fashioned way, uh, just, you know, foot to pavement and Tr- getting out there meeting yep. people. Just an old school, traditional old legacy. School. And it's working. Yeah. It's, it's working because my business is growing crazy. Um, now, instead of me calling people, um, ask them if they want insurance, they're calling me. Right. So hey, that's the goal, rings. right? I mean, yeah. my phone's yeah. already rang like three times since we've been doing this. So, it right. has. Um, we've seen yeah, it. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> it's just, it's it's crazy. So um, it's, it's great. Crazy it's a, good. It's crazy good. Yeah. It's crazy good. And uh, this is what I was hoping for. Um, and like I said, I just know that... Um, I just believe that what I have to offer is just a good uh, customer service experience. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm the most knowledgeable person out there, and I know everything because I don't. Um, I, I am very knowledgeable on on Medicare and health insurance. I do have a lot of the answers, but if somebody ever comes across and asks me something that I don't know, I'm not going to BS them mm-hmm. and say that. Just give them an answer to satisfy the question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out the answer because if I don't know it, I can guarantee you I know somebody that does know the answer. Sure, right. So that's I'm, a better way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like to lie because. Um, 
or BS people because I can't remember my lies. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know yeah. if I always tell the truth and I get, I tell got, them straight up, then got, I can remember. Yeah, you don't have to remember up. anything. Yeah, I don't yeah, like being yeah. caught in a situation where what did I tell him or whatever. So I just, I just, I'm just upfront with people, and and I, I can't help everybody to be honest with you. There's there's people that I come across that have certain needs, and I'm just not able to help them. And so I'm like I'm not going to be the kind of person that's going to put them into something that's not going to work for them mm-hmm. just so I can get a commission check. Right. Um, I'm not about that. Uh, I've turned away a lot of people mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't a right fit or they were they were already in a good situation. They just didn't realize it and they mm-hmm. couldn't um, by moving them would have been a detriment to their health or sure. their finances. Right. So I'm not going to put um, them in that kind of situation. An example I can give you, Chad knows uh, Brenda from mm-hmm. the our networking group. Mm-hmm. Well, she had tried for months to get me to switch her husband into another Medicare yeah. plan. But he had he was going through kidney failure, um, and that's the worst thing you can do uh, medically with the finances. Very very expensive, and so she kept wanting me to switch him to a plan because she was getting some small bills and stuff. And I said, Brenda, I said these small bills are nothing compared to what he could potentially get if he switches plans. You know, switching a plan not only is going to like triple your premium if they'll accept you mm-hmm. because you're going through kidney mm-hmm. failure, they probably won't even accept you. But, you know, you already have this in in place. It's going good for you. So I just, I had to protect her from herself, basically. And she started talking to other agents. And I think other agents were going to sign her up onto something. Yeah. Because other there's a lot of agents out there. You know, I don't have a lot of competition in the under 65 space because nobody's doing that anymore. Um, but in the Medicare field, there's a lot of Medicare agents. And there's some agents out there that they're just going to put somebody in something to get a commission. They don't really care if it's good for the customer or not. Yeah. And that's the last thing on my mind because that kind of individual is going to win the battle, but they're going to lose the war. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't sleep at night knowing that I did somebody wrong, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Um, so I've probably walked away from almost as much business as I've written just because it's yeah. not the right situation. That's why I like you, Mike. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chad. I, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you guys handle your business the same way. I have no doubt about that. Um, you know, I'm just meeting you today for the first time, but yeah. with Chad here, I've known him for a little bit and, and I could tell he's stand up. And yeah, it's been good, close, almost good. two years now. Has it? Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. From the old networking meeting? Yeah. 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 yeah, and I'm, you know, I am the only surviving original member of that yeah. committee now because <laughs> Alex dropped out. So, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, it's it's going good. I don't even know how much longer I'm going to need that, honestly. Um, get, you know, been pretty busy, so maybe I'm going to try to scale back on that stuff a little bit. But, um, you know, always looking to, for new opportunities and things like that and, and different things come about. But, you know, um, I, I have to say I've been pretty happy with the results. You know, I, I've put um, the work in and it's it's paid off. So, you know, if things don't work, then I, I, I try something else. But, you know, I guess sure. I'm well, very, very well, let's uh, talk a little bit more about you personally. We've heard a lot about okay. uh, the business side. Okay. So, what do you want to know? <laughs> so, so you got your degrees. You're really interested in physics. What made you get into, like, that? Um, I've that always been... In the first place. I've always been a science guy uh, my whole life. I've never, uh, never really gravitated towards much. I mean, science and math were always my favorite uh, subjects in high school, and I'm really good at them. And, um, you know, when it comes to some of those other subjects, you know, history and things, I can't remember crap about any of that <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, my daughters come to me with uh, homework and history and they're like, you know, talking about the war of 1812 or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't remember that stuff. But if they ask me any science question, any math question, I am all over that. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just something that I've always liked and I've always been a fan of space. When I was a kid, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to get into like space mm-hmm. or dinosaurs because I was just <laughs> fascinated with dinosaurs, like paleontology. I yeah. always wanted to do that. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a really huge market for that anymore. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, it's just like one of those things where 
the juice might not be worth the squeeze. It's just too many, um, too much school, too much, you know, I'd have to probably move to another market or yeah, something. It's, it's very top heavy. And a lot yeah. of people very, in that field already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of hard, you know, I mean, it's, they don't make, you know, honestly in today's society, they don't make going to college the most convenient thing in the world anymore. I mean, I know they have these online classes and stuff, but the, the expense of it all and the requirement of it all. And they expect you, I mean, if you're not staying at home, living with your parents, <laughs> working part-time at pizza hut um you're not gonna you're not gonna have the time to do no, I mean, homework i mean I that's kind of true like you know i oh, mean yeah. you know without getting into the politics of it but you know when you privatize education so hard i mean it, it you is. know the first motive is profit and things just get stupid expensive it, it does and yeah. you know when i was going through school at the time um i was able to get uh like pell grants and academic scholarships and things right. like that to help me pay my way mm-hmm. so i was so for what i got right now i walked away uh, debt free with school i was able oh. to pay for it as i went nice. um but a lot of it was paid for but um you know it's just I, at the time too i was working you know 14 hours a day uh, out in the heat mm. and and then going to school at night and then getting all this homework and I remember I had one class my one of my English classes I had to write like a 30 page uh, research paper and that just took I mean that took everything out of me oh, with yeah. work and kids and it's just so demanding I mean I just don't know where they find people find the time to, to do all the homework and that's the worst part is the homework if I, if I just had to go to class and take their tests or whatever I think I can do it but but yeah, and then when you get to the university level, they want like you know. I, I think last time I was looking to sign up for a semester, they wanted like twelve grand. I'm like mm-hmm. for like one semester, that's going to last like three or four months, and it's just it's just crazy. So it's a yeah, lot. so I don't I don't know. So I'm you know with that being said, I still want my kids to go to school. I want, want the, <laughs> I want them to get an education. I still feel that it's it, it, there is a value there and it's important. But you know, if I can make my way without it, then I'm certainly going to try. Would but, you take uh, one of them on to work for you? Oh, absolutely! If they okay. want, if they wanted to, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, I, you know, you always want better for your kids than what you got. So who knows? By the time they're old enough and they're ready to work, maybe I'll be like some superstar, <laughs> uh, big wig insurance. Hey, guy. you never know. Yeah, could you know, be your assistant when uh, they turn eighteen. Yeah, they they could be, and then I could just hand them the the keys of the business or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, my. my I don't really know what my oldest wants to do because she do- literally doesn't speak. Um, she's on her phone. She's like the opposite of me. She's on her phone all the time. Right. Never leaves her bedroom unless she's going to a friend's house or whatever. Um, my youngest, she's back and forth. I mean, one day she wants to be an astronaut. One day she wants to be a firefighter. One day she wants to be an artist or an author. And then uh, now she's on this bar, this farm thing. She wants to be a farmer. You know, that, I, she that's wants awesome. To, I, she wants to own a farm and have animals. Great. You know, and I'm like, hey, do do what does you? You know, I told her. I said, uh, if you go, if you do decide to be a farmer, I said, uh, you're gonna be working your butt off. Oh I yeah. Said. So if you think the chores that you're doing now are a pain in the butt, you know, and she, she doesn't have to do much. <laughs> enjoy honestly. getting up at three in the yeah, morning. Enjoy getting up at three, working seven days a week, 365 days a year. I mean, uh, yeah. those people that are in the farming industry, man, they they are relentless workers. So, yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah, you know, and people don't realize it. Yeah, they don't. They just no. they don't. So no. yeah, big props to all the farming community out there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, if for I, for I all just you gave, farmers, gave them a plug for some reason. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why, but uh, you know. But yeah, so, um, but yeah. I mean, At least you're not plugging farmersonly.com. Right. right yeah. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I, I love their ads though. Those that commercial comes on and. And, it's uh, good marketing. You don't have to be lonely. <laughs> it's awesome. I, you know, if I was ever going on a dating website, I think that would be the first one that I hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. But uh, but other than that, um, you know, I got uh, pretty much my my mom's side of the family um, is pretty much deceased at this point. I have a few people left, um, and they all live here in Arizona. Uh, my dad's side of the family, um, 
most of them now they're they're from the uh, New Jersey area, but they're mostly now. Believe it or not, speaking of farms, they're living in Kansas. Okay, um, they're not farmers, but um, that's where they live. And uh, my de- my mom's side of the family is from Chicago, so that's kind of where they're all from. So, and I, I did get a chance to go to Chicago about seven years ago for the first time, and because uh, I was born here, but sure, it was it was really cool. It was a really great city. Yeah, it was I had cool. A really good time. Yeah, I just got back from Minneapolis myself. Did, yeah, yeah. See, I wanted to get up that way. I got some really good friends that moved to Minneapolis, uh, or not not Minneapolis, but one of those other towns by, by Minneapolis. There's a lot. There's a lot. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. Small. It's a small town, and. Um, I've been wanting to go out there and see them, so they're you know you know some good friends of ours that moved out there uh, from from here about nice. six months ago. So I'm hoping that I'll get my butt out there someday. Well, the yeah. flights weren't too bad, just to be yeah. honest. They're, I know they're the only like right half. They're, really good. they're cheap and they're only like half full. Yeah, the problem is I hate flying. I just I hate it. Would it's, you prefer to be stuck in a car driving for multiple days? You know, I'm a roadie. Uh, okay. Yeah. If I had a band, I'd be on the road right now. So nice. Um, I do. If you I, had a band, if I had, do a you band, play instruments? No, I don't, and okay. I can't sing either. But if I could do all those <laughs> yeah. things, um, I would. I'd be You'd on be the on the road. The road. I, yeah. I love to be on the road. It's not that I'm, I'm not afraid to fly or anything like that. Um, I, I used to fly as a kid. Ever since um, my mom was putting me on a plane by myself when I was four years old. Uh, flying me out to Kansas every year for the summer. To no, just trying to get rid of you. No, just trying to get rid of me, probably. <laughs> and so she could have a break or whatever. And uh, you know, so I go out to Kansas to see my grandparents out there. So I've been flying ever since I was very, very little. But um, you know, I'm a bigger guy, and planes are very small, and um, they're very expensive, and they're just I don't yeah. know. I just and ever since I had kids, I just I, I kind of like to be in control of the situation. Sure. And I just don't, you know, has anyone ever thought like when you're in a plane, you're you know, you're not in control of the situation. So someone else no, is not in the, the plane. If this guy's drunk, if this guy's hungover, if he's fallen asleep, if he has a heart attack and dies on the plane, and the other guy next to him has something similar happen, I mean, you got two people that you're counting on. I think you've been and watching the movie Airplane too many times. I've, I've watched a few Airplane mm-hmm. movies, and the thing is, is like, if you get into a plane crash, you're probably not going to survive. I mean, there's a good chance you're going to die. Um, unless but it's you're, not unless that, you're Tom it's Hanks, not of that course, common. right? And yeah. then you're talking to a volleyball, right? Yeah. So, Tom uh, Hanks survives all of the plane crash movies. Right, right. yeah. I don't get. I, I don't know, but I, I, I know. I know statistically it's safer, and cars are statistically way more dangerous. But I just feel like if I am in a car accident, I have been in some that um, I could survive <laughs> that, and I'm here today. Oh, that's why you think that because you've been in a few. I've been in a few. Yeah. None of them have been my fault, by the way. I'm a, I'm a good, safe driver. <laughs> um, but you know, I have survived those, and I just I don't know. I, I like to be in control, and I like to see the sights when you when you're flying over the states um all you see is these dirt fields and and some puddles of water and, and clouds and you really can't get a good look at it but when you're actually driving you see everything you can actually say you can't say you've been to colorado if you've only flown over it i don't think um i don't think so either. Driven, I, yeah, 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 yeah even if one. you just drove through and didn't really stop you could still say you've been there oh yeah um i had a friend that moved to new hampshire uh, a couple years ago and I helped her and her two cats uh, load up her U-Haul, load up the bat, her SUV on the trailer, and she was afraid to drive cross-country by herself. So I drove her to New Hampshire with her, and uh, I drove the truck, and um, she flew me back. And she gave me some uh, – while we were there, we went to Boston and nice. uh, did some things, and she's, you know, she – 
It's awesome. for everybody. How, are, an awesome how, are, the, road trip. how are the cats on that trip? Oh, yeah. oh the cats were a nightmare. Um, I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Yeah, the, um, I was like in uh, Missouri, I think, at some point, and we were uh, getting ready to go over a bridge, and this stupid cat of hers uh, got underneath the gas pedal uh, and the brake pedal. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I couldn't reach it. It was a small U-Haul truck. I couldn't reach it, and I'm trying to kick the thing, and she's like yelling at me, don't kick my cat. And I said, well, it's underneath the gas and the brake pedal. If I need to stop this car, um, we're going to have an issue. Yeah. You know, I'm like, going to put this pedal to the metal and your cat's going to go squish. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we're going to be in trouble. So she had to reach down there between my legs and um, get this cat out of there. Thank God. And I'm trying to keep this PG. Um, <laughs> you don't, yeah, so you she don't can... have to keep it PG. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, we could go PG-13 oh, or, okay, you know, okay. whatever. So, yeah, so, <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> so she was able to get the cat. And then um, a couple days later, so we're in a hotel and, you know, we're sharing a room. But we have separate beds. And I wake up to her cat screeching and, and clawing up the curtain. She was like, this cat was just hanging by the curtain, just going, and like hissing. I'm like, what the hell is this thing doing? And then she had the nerve to wake up the next day and tell me that I kept her up most of the night because I was snoring. And I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? And I said, your cat um, is a problem. Yeah. So, And then we couldn't get the cats out of the van when it came time to go to the hotel. So she was like trying to get, you know, they crawl underneath the seats. It was a nightmare. Um, and the lady, my friend at the time, she was so scared about everything. Like every time we went over a bridge, every time it was a narrow road or anything, scared to death. Uh, we went over this bridge in New York and it was going over water really high off the ground. It also happened to be under construction. So they had a barricade <laughs> wall on one side, which that barricade wall was the only thing keeping us from driving off the bridge. And then there was a small little, there was a big wall on the left side, the driver's side that was, and I had about three inches of, of leeway on each side. Mm. And the speed limit was 35, and I was going, like, probably 30. And she was just freaking out. She crawled down to the floor of the, of the passenger seat and couldn't even look. And I had a semi barreling down me, probably going, like, 60, crawling up my butt, trying to get me to move faster. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to deal with this crazy lady. <laughs> so You can just wait. I'm going to go slow. Yeah. Um, and I got through it, and, you know, it was fine. And I didn't, it didn't bother me, but she was just scared. But, but once I got her there, it was all good. You know, uh, yeah. she took me um, out several places, showed me. I'd never been to the East Coast. Um, so she took me to the Atlantic Ocean, which was great. Uh, the water was cold as hell. I, I just remember like, how does anybody swim in this? It was like, as I've been to the Pacific Ocean, yeah. like you know, twenty times, and I never remember it being that cold. And this was in May or June. It was, I think, it was like the end of May. Hmm. And it's like, why is this so cold? I felt like it was like I was going to get hypothermia or something. So I, I wasn't in there very long. But then we went to Boston because I, I always wanted to go to Boston. What a mm. great city that yeah. was! I mean, oh, yeah, flying into Boston in October. Are you? Yeah, we're going up there. We have a wedding that we're going to. You've been there? No, I've never oh, been. Oh, it's great. It's awesome. I, know. I love the way that people talk. Um, you know, they, they have that reputation of being, um, they can be rude or, or snarky, but I didn't come across that at all. Like, everybody that I talked to was really nice, really mm. polite, um, had some great clam chowder while I was out there. Oh, the food's uh, awesome. The food was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just a great, it's a great city. I, I don't know if I'd want to live there per se, but um, it's a little busy, but um, it was a uh, it was a great place to visit. Sure. Yeah. And I went on one of, they call um, people from Boston, know what I'm talking about, but they have one of those uh, duck tours. And uh, Okay. I went and on their duck the duck tour. boats? The duck boat. is like a duck boat on yeah. wheels, and we drove around. And I'll tell you what, the lady, I can't remember her name, but the lady that gave the tour, she was just awesome. She was so funny, so fun. She made it so worth it. <laughs> and we just had, we had a really, really good time. Awesome. So, so yeah, so I, I've done a lot of traveling. I've driven to uh, Mississippi, 
Tennessee. I took my grandmother to uh, Graceland. She was a big Elvis fan. Oh, cool! Uh, a huge Elvis fan. So the first time nice. we flew, we flew her there. Uh, me, my wife, and my grandma and her best friend. We flew them out there to see Graceland. And then she wanted to go back without the best friend because the best friend was kind of a pain while we were out there. Um, <laughs> so I said, okay, but let's. She had just bought a new car. And I said, let's drive this time, and we'll take your car. And I, at that point, I had my, my oldest daughter was just a baby. She was like six or nine months old, something mm-hmm. like that. And so we drove out there, and we drove to ten, we drove to Memphis, and we stayed there. And then we drove to Mississippi, where the house in Tupelo is the house where he was born and where he uh, grew up. Right. And the house is about as big as a walk-in closet. It's very, very small. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so we did that. Um, you know, been to Florida, all that stuff. I just, I've driven, I mean... I've just driven everywhere. I drove to Chicago and back. Uh, we drove to Chicago from my driveway back to my driveway in nine days. Uh, wow. Drove there, stayed there, came back, um, and been to Colorado. Been uh, obviously to can I've been to Kansas multiple times, Texas. Um, but one place we've always wanted to go that I haven't been to yet is up north, uh, like Montana, Yellowstone. Oh yeah, like that area. Okay. I want to do the whole Yellowstone, Mount Rushmore thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be Montana. A, that'd be great. My goal is eventually to move out of this state since I've been here my whole life and I just feel like Earth is too big of a place to live in the same place your whole life. Yeah. So I kind of want to move to another state. Um, and I'd like, and since I'm always hot and it's hot here, um, I kind of want to move to cold country, even yeah. though everyone says, oh, you've never shoveled snow. So when you see that, you're going to change your mind. I don't know. I got to try it out for myself. I hear the complaints, but. I moved. From I, I from Minnesota moved here. Okay, I moved back to Fargo when I was like nineteen twenty. That's after in North w- Dakota, right? Yeah. Okay. After one winter, yeah. no, thank you. Right. Okay. So shoveling snow's fine. Okay. Up until about like the third week. Yeah. And then you're and over, the icy roads are so that. over it. Yeah, I bet. I, I you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm just you gonna compromise myself, in between. You know? What you do is you get a, a second home. Okay. And then you go there one winter. Yeah. And see if it. you actually like it. Yeah, and then see, then you're only going there for the summer. At that exactly. Point. I get you. I get you. So eventually, um, my goal is to have a second home. Or to there move you up go. To there we go. We just enhanced your goals. There, yeah, exactly. there your goal has now changed. <laughs> Don't know if I want to do that now with with everything going on. Um, trying to start a new business from the ground up in another state. Um, right now, it's great because I have resources. I have connections. I know people here. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I have a foundation. But if I were to up and move right now uh, and start over. It'd probably be hard. So I'm going to wait until... Until um, your daughter's graduate. Until my daughter's graduate, I got a little more... Get a um, second home for vacations yeah, here and exactly. there. You know. Things like that. Yeah, so, yeah and then you, can, the then you can work from the second home no matter what. Right. Because you'll have your website... I'll have my website. Should be up and running here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully. Reactivate your MySpace. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my MySpace back up and uh, direct everybody there. Yeah. I don't even think you can get on that thing anymore, I, can you? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, would, I wouldn't yeah. even know how to get I, on it. I don't know anyone that yeah. uses MySpace. Yeah. So I don't know. That was like what, a I didn't even get it. Thing. I, it was made for me. I think yeah. my wife made it for me. She's like, surprise, I made you a MySpace. I'm like, why the hell did you do that? Like, <laughs> and she put all the pictures of the baby on there when she was pregnant and all this stuff. I'm like, oh great, okay. So um yeah, but no thanks. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I, I got all these friends. I got, like one of my best friends, uh, Justin, he's just like, he bugs me all the time. Every time I talk to him, he's like, get a damn Facebook, idiot. You know, like, why are you like stuck in the 50s? And like, It's like, I don't care how many times you call me a name. I don't care how many times you get on me. I am doing this to spite you now. And, yeah. Um, now I get even more pleasure. Not right. that I get, yeah. yeah. I, I am the kind of person that doesn't like things that are popular. Yeah. So I will get a Facebook when nobody's on Facebook anymore and everyone hates Facebook. So it Facebook. looks like it's time for MySpace. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, if, you know, the going trend, whatever, whatever's the popular thing now. You're a like, contrarian. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
people are into pants. Mike doesn't like pants. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, pants is kind of a, a thing where you <laughs> yeah, can. It's a you universal know, thing. I don't want to. I don't want to walk in somewhere and get arrested for an indecent yeah. exposure. So, so you're into uh, kilts I, now, is what you're saying? Yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> I will wear clothes. Um, but you know, it's just like you know, one of those things where I just, I, I've just never been in with the popular. Uh, you know, one thing that I could say, like pretty much every one of my friends, every one of my cousins, everybody under the sun that I know has a tattoo of some sort. Mm. And, and you uh, don't? I don't. And I just have no desire to get I don't one. either. Like, I, you don't either? Okay. No so desire. So like, wh- why, why get something on my body now? Okay, yeah, a dragon breathing fire, that's cool. But when I'm 70 years old, am I going to want it's that gonna on my arm? It's going to be super cool. It's going to be wrinkly. It's going to be gross. The dragon's <laughs> going to look like he is malnourished. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like, I just don't see the big deal in that uh I that's just, hilarious so that's awesome um, though i love I, your perspective though it's yeah, pretty solid thank you I yeah, appreciate, yeah. I, i'm a definitely uh different cat no um, it's cool I, i'm not cool. like your everyday um at least we you know, know you can trust you go with the flow because yeah, he's not going to steal our identity because he no, won't know how uh, no. you know i wouldn't <laughs> identity theft is um i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy no. uh, yeah you know going through that right now it's it's horrible um, I'm just the kind of person where I'd rather just punch you in the face than steal your identity. Right. Because um, at least then it's it's done and it's over with. I've mm. said my piece. But to put somebody through that. Oh, it um, sucks. And ruin their life, per se. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a nightmare. So, no, I, I would never steal anyone's identity. Yeah. Like, happened yeah. to me a few months ago. And yeah. I just got and another hit on something yeah. last week. And so. me, too. I'm so going, fun. I'm going through it right now, too. And, um, you know, these individuals in these other states they can or other countries even um, – you know, my brother-in-law had his identity theft stolen from somebody in the United Kingdom. And it's just like, really? Like, how do they get a yeah. hold of I don't know. I and why wasn't have... there a red flag raised about all of a sudden there's something being opened in another yeah. continent? Yeah, and you know, I pay. The funny thing is, Chad, I pay for a service every month, that ID shield, mm-hmm. to protect me from something like this. And I had those eight accounts that got skated just through right by. Like, okay, where were you guys on that one? Were you sleeping or what? Yeah. I mean, eight accounts that weren't mine, fraudulent in another state, and all of a sudden, hmm, hmm, they didn't say anything. I never got a fraud alert, nothing. Yeah. So, But they are now on the back end trying to f- help me fix it, So, but as they should. Um, but, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I'm just the It'll kind of person care of. what you see is what you get. I I'm just, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, not trying to be fake. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just here. Uh, I want to help people. I have a passion for helping people. I, I really have a passion. Where do you think that comes from? Does it come from being raised by your grandparents? It does, probably. Um, I, I just, my grandparents, I was very close to my grandparents. Um, my grandpa was the best man at my wedding. Hmm. So how many people would say wow. that? You know, yeah. Uh, I had a best friend um, at the time and a cousin that I'm very, very close to. And a bunch, actually a few best friends. And they were all in my wedding. But the one that was standing right to my right next to me to my left was my grandfather. Wow. That's awesome. And, um, it was unfortunate because we almost uh, decided to push back that way. We got married in September of '04, and we were going to push that back to May of '05. My grandfather actually passed away in February of '05. So oh, had, wow. and it was really sudden. Like he wasn't sick. Yeah. Um, came up with a brain aneurysm. Was dead within a wow. week. In a wow. coma. Like four days later, in a coma, dead within a week. Um, it was horrible. So, but I did, I had no idea that was going to happen, but it was for him like three, you know, three, four months before he passed away for him to be the best man in my wedding. He gave a speech. It's just to this day, just, it just touches me and I, I miss him so much. And I'm just so glad that we didn't postpone that because yeah. had we had done that, he wouldn't have been there for it. You never know how long you have. You never yeah. know. You yeah. never know. And, and my grandmother, and it just shattered her. I mean, she had been married to him for like 53 years or something. Wow. Wow. And, um, 
you know, she ended up passing away back in 2015 on her birthday, Christmas Eve. Mm. Um, so, you know, what a, so it was a bad Christmas that year, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I learned a lot, you know, so I, I have a, I have a soft spot for the older, uh, plus family is an important aspect. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, you know, it's family and friends. I don't really care about a whole lot else going on. You know, it's, it's all my family and my friends are good. And the people that I care about, my customers, my clients, um, you know, I treat all my customers like their family. Um, you know, I, I try to do what I can for them. There's certain things with insurance, there's regulations and HIPAA laws and certain things that I'm not able to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll ask me to do something and it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just that I, I can't legally do it yeah. uh, for their protection. Yep. So in that situation, I just tell them, look, I, I can't, this is not something I can do. They won't even talk to me about that. Sure. Um, but I do give them the phone number or I give them yeah, a reference. Yeah, it's fair enough. You're resourceful yeah, in that I'm way. Resourceful. I give yeah. them a starting point on yeah. where they can go to get the help. Um, but yeah, but that's, you know, eventually uh, that, that's just what I want to do. I want to help people continue to help people like I have been doing and taking care of people. And I just know if I take care of other people and I help them and I'm always honest with them and I do right by them, um, that I'll be taken care of in the future, you know, that, that somebody will do right by me someday. So yeah, good. Um, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely the, uh, one last question I had, um, what, what kind of advice, what would you say to someone getting into the insurance business now? A young, a young blood. Um, well, what I would say is if you're going to get in the insurance business, you better be prepared to starve for a little bit until you can get <laughs> your work in. Um, it's not going to come quick. It's uh, the first year, even the first two years. Um, for me, it was even a little bit longer than two years. Uh, it was brutal. Um, but I was in a situation where I had very low bills, very low debt, and I was able to do that. Um, I didn't have to make a lot of money to support my family because I didn't have a lot of overhead, per se. Um so if you're going to be someone that's going to get in there, either have a backup plan, have a part-time job, be in a financial situation where you can afford to give, uh, to sacrifice a little bit. Mm. Because once you do that, then uh, once you once you give to the business for a year or two, then the business starts to give back. And once it gives back, it's it's really worth it. Um, it's I'm so happy I did it because it's um, the potential. Um, you know, before when I was working, uh, for the man, working for the company, uh, blue collar stuff, nothing wrong with that kind of work, but it's, it's hard work for, for not so much money. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these jobs are, they make you work really hard and they don't pay you very well. Um, and I worked, um, a lot of job. I mean, I had the one job that I worked at for, you know, 12, 13 years and I worked outside every day in the heat, uh, physical job, hard job. Uh, you know, I made decent money at times, but it was a commission business. So it was up and down with the economy. Um, and so I found myself like year 10, year 11, year 12, I started making less and less and less money. And I'm like, wait a minute, when you're at a job this long, at the very minimum, you should make the same money, if not more, as mm-hmm. you proceed with your job. Yeah. But I was in a situation where as the years went on, I was making less. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to get into a business. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to be an entrepreneur, as they say. Right. And um, kind of do my own thing, be my own boss. And it's worth it. If you like uh, making your own decisions, if you like giving yourself a day off when you want, you don't have to ask somebody when you can take a break, when you can go to lunch, can I have a day off? You know, back in the old days when I, when I took a day off, I'd have to work on the weekend to make up for it. I couldn't just have a free day off. It's like, oh, if you want Wednesday off, you're working Saturday now. It's like, okay, you mm-hmm. know, and you have to ask all this permission. So if you're mm-hmm. the kind of person that likes to do your own thing and live by your own rules, 
um, I'd say it's a great uh, industry for you, but it is uh, it is a lot of work, and there's a lot of training, and there's a lot of certifications, and there's a lot of things to keep up with. So you have to be prepared for all that. So mm-hmm. it's one of those businesses where you have to kind of go all in, kind of like real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't, if you, if you do it half ass or you don't give it 110, percent um, you're going to fail. Oh, and yeah. I've seen many agents that have come in this business after me. Uh, that either have struggled so bad that they're they're either barely not they're barely doing it at all or they're just completely out of the business they just couldn't make it mm-hmm. and I had my days and times when I thought you know what I don't think I'm going to make it either and this is going to be uh, yeah. I remember you a year and a half ago yeah I was thinking I don't know what the hell you know if I'm in the right thing you know I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I stayed with it I talked to some good people that are in the business that are that are that are very successful and they said you know what you got to give it that time you got to push through and mm-hmm. and luckily that whole time when I was when I was starving I was in that situation where I didn't have a lot of bills so I'm like you know what if I can't make it work now this is as good a time I need to give it a shot give it because a shot. Yep. if I can't make it work now I'm not going to be able to make it work later when when you need when you need yeah. it so I got through that patch um, looking at the next chapter in my life um, just and just trying to get through all of this craziness that we have going on in 2020 mm-hmm. yeah and um, hopefully we're gonna come out on the other side of all this and things are gonna go back to somewhat of a normal and I can get out there and meet people and I, I've kind of cut back on my you know going out and hitting the sure. pavement kind of thing because everything's closed and sure nobody wants to really talk to people right now so I, I get it um, but with that being said you know the phone still rings um, I can I can help people over the phone I can meet them in person um, I do prefer to meet people in, in person if that's okay with them um, but that's kind of just the way I am so it's awesome yeah well thanks Thank so you. much yeah. for you know Appreciate coming it. in and Thank you. First time I'm meeting you, Chad's known you for a little bit, you yeah. know, so it's been great to just kind of sit down and just get a feel for who you are, you know? Right. I mean, I yeah, I mean, cause you know, that was our main thing. Like mm. it's one thing that what you do, but who are you, you know, as a right. person? So we got to sit down and do that. That's what we want to do. Yeah. So. Well, what, one thing I appreciate everything you just said. And one thing I, I, I always do is I don't, I don't sell product. I sell me, I mm. sell myself. Mm. So when I go to a customer, I'm going to get them to buy into me first as a person. Yep before I even try to sell them a product. So I just, uh, I'm all about just relationships, personality. Like that statement like that. right there is like so al- aligned with yeah. our, our, our perspective and value here. That, oh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there, there's a lot of stuff that's on the other side of that coin. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of deceit out there. There's a lot of, and I battle with it. Um, you know, people, uh, they get signed up into things and they call me up and this person put me in this and I'm looking at it and I'm like, why on earth are you in this? I mean, for all this money you're paying and you're not getting anything out of it. Well, they told me it was going to be the best thing for me. And I said, well, it was actually probably the best thing for them. Yeah. And that's why they put you in that. Right. So, um, no, I'm not going to do that to somebody. Um, I'd rather lose the sale than, like I said, put somebody in something that's not going to be right for them because yeah. I want to sleep at night. I don't want to build uh, my business on the backs of screwing people over. And yeah. so I'm just not going to do it. Um, and we're speaking our language. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. why, um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for you, Chad. Like I said, I just met you today. Yeah. Um, but I could tell you guys are great. And um, I appreciate you guys having me come on and doing yeah. this. Well, that's awesome. So Thanks, not bad for a first go. Not bad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, too shabby. All right. So, All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you Thanks, so guys. Much. Appreciate yeah. it. You guys all take care. All yeah. right. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this episode valuable and engaging. Through listening to this episode, if you had any question or comment you wanted to share with us, even one for our guest, here's what you can do. You can either go to our website by following the link in the show notes to record your question or comment directly, or email us a recorded voice note with your comment or question, and you could be featured in an upcoming episode. 
And if your question is for our guest, we will do our very best to have it answered by them personally. If you'd like to connect to our guest directly, their information will also be in the show notes. So thanks again for tuning in with your support. Until next time, I'm your host, Chad. And I'm your host, Ramnik.